It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Upfront program for this um, Wednesday morning. I'm Roger Bouchard. And uh, on Wednesdays, we uh, usually get a visit from Mayor Lisa Boldelli-Hunt, and we will. She will be coming into the studios in a few minutes, and we'll be chatting about uh, Woonsocket uh, business with her. And uh, also, uh, in the first part of the program, we take care of a few of our commercial uh, announcements and also special programming. Special programming like our Christmas carousel begins tomorrow night at 6 o'clock on WNRI and continues to midnight on Christmas Day. And uh, that's well over uh, 60 hours of, um, of beautiful music brought to you by some of our great sponsors. Uh, as a result of the Christmas Carousel, however, one program uh, and many, many other programs um, that are normally scheduled on Thursday and Friday and Saturday uh, will not be heard. And one of them is um, Reality Check Radio with Paul Mainville. He's on our live line uh, right now, and we're going to chat with him about what we're going to do about that. Hi, Paul. How you doing? Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> Good morning. Merry Christmas. I had a nice time at the uh, Christmas party the other night. Well, I'm glad you did. You do like that family-style chicken, huh? <laughs> I do. I, uh, even though Jody and I are doing paleo, I broke all the rules on that. <laughs> Hey, Christmas parties are for breaking rules, right? So, anyway, here's what we want to do. We want to let our listeners know that if uh, we weren't doing our Christmas programming on Thursday and you were doing your regular show, Reality Check Radio, you would have done a Christmas program or uh, at least uh, something geared toward the holiday. But uh, because it was uh, uh, preempted for the Christmas carousel, you're going to be doing it at 10 o'clock this morning. What do you have in mind Mr. Uh, Mainville, because you're usually kind of feisty and uh, opinionated on your talk show. Uh, are you changing gears here? I, I may just soften things up for uh, for this morning. Uh, quite frankly, I had read a very heartwarming Christmas story that I wanted to share with uh, listeners. And, uh, and then I would have hoped that uh, people would call with their own stories, things that may have impacted their lives or... Uh, I have another example of something my dad used to do when he worked for Valley Gas and uh, a story about that and how it turned out. And uh, uh, so just wanted to hear from people on a I get sick of myself sometimes, Roger, because I don't really want to be barking the way I have to bark at things that I see that are gone wrong in this world. And so. I just thought I would change it up a little bit. So there's a, another side to to Paul, a softer side, right? It's not always hardcore, right? <laughs> I am Santa Claus. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's an alter ego thing. It's not, uh, it's not every day. It's just at this time of year. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I guess I just felt like I wanted to soften things up. I don't want people to think I'm a, I'm a raging maniac all the time. I do feel as though there is a need, but I, uh, and again, we'll approach that next Thursday. <laughs> all right, so we'll be looking forward. You're going to be doing a special broadcast this morning at 10.05 here on WNRI, and uh, it's an opportunity to um, get a little more into the Christmas spirit and see the softer and listen to the softer side of Paul Mainville. 
Amen, brother. Amen. Thank you, Paul, for uh, giving us a little call, and now we uh, we know what to expect at 10.05, all right? All righty. Thank My you. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Paul Mainville, and uh, he also uh, is uh, better known to a lot of people as John the Roofer. Hi, everybody. Christmas greetings brought to you by Allen's Tree Service here in Woonsocket. Call Allen at 265-5783 for 24-hour storm service. And Allen is a Rhode Island tree specialist. And his Christmas card to you, it's that time of the year when loved ones gather together. It's a special time to be thankful for all the wonderful blessings in our lives. Sending you good wishes and the hope that your holiday will be a joyous one. Allen at Allen's Tree Service based in Woonsocket for professional tree removal. And again, his number, if you'd like to call him, have him do a specialized job for you. 401-265-5783. You are on uh, the program uh, called up front. We're going to uh, have a visit from uh, Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt. We uh, checked with uh, Sue, her secretary, um, yesterday. And uh, she said, yep, the mayor is going to uh, be at the radio station. And so we're uh, welcoming her to the program in just a few moments. But in the meantime, we're using this opportunity to um, do a few ads, and then that'll give us more time to uh, interview the mayor straight on. So let's start with um, the... uh, Savini and Moylan family, all right? The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats and cheeses, and of course our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Thursday at 4, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro, Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Hi, this is Gina Savini, inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's, perfect for any event. And their soup and salad bar is open again and very, very popular at Savini's. And also reminding you, uh, come on in and uh, get your uh, gift cards for Christmas giving. They're great stocking stuffers. Everybody would like to have a gift card from Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Or for that matter, Ciro's too. Check them out. For gift cards. Scott McGee of Remax Properties brings his years of real estate experience to you, whether buying or selling. Check out this property currently on the market from the McGee team. All right, nice uh, piece of property here in North Smithfield on Brentwood Drive at 499.9. And uh, Scott McGee says, Roger, tell them to get ready to host the holidays in their new home situated in one of the best neighborhoods in North Smithfield. This open concept home features cathedral ceilings, hardwoods, new Anderson windows throughout, two and a half baths, three to five beds, finished lower basement with bar and fireplace, nice decks, and there's so much more to this property. Nice looking property. I'm looking at a picture of it. Nice stonework, steps, shrubbery. It's got it all. It's at, um, I'm going to give you the address for a drive-by or a Google search for, uh, it's at 118 Brentwood Drive in North Smithfield, and it's at 499-900. All right, check it out. And now let's check out our Christmas card. 
We want to remind you, the Christmas carousel begins tomorrow night at 6 o'clock here on WNRI. Continuous Christmas music through Christmas Day. And now, here's another WNRI radio Christmas card greeting from an area business. Holiday greetings from Modern Bistro at 4077 Menden Road in Cumberland, serving breakfast and lunch. 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. Yeah, they're serving right now at Modern Bistro, just over the Woonsocket line into Cumberland. And from uh, them, their Christmas card greeting that Christmas brings family and friends together. And it helps us appreciate the love in our lives that sometimes we often take for granted. Well, let's change that this time of the year. May the true meaning of the holiday season fill your heart and home with many blessings. Our Christmas card to you from all of us at Martin Bistro, where the accent is on homemade food. You can call us for a takeout or just a question at 401-658-0449. That's 401-658-0449. I got it straight. Martin Bistro, Cumberland, just over the line. All right? Do visit them. And a chance to uh, talk about uh, a very busy place. And uh, there's a good reason. Because they have good, good food over there. And if you love chocolate, you'll love uh, Bush de Noel, now being featured at Rice Dairy Farm and Bakery for your holiday enjoyment. Our Bush de Noel is uh, chocolate sponge cake rolled in a uh, light chocolate filling and covered with uh, chocolate ganache. And available daily through New Year's Day. We just keep making it and making it. Bush de Noel. At Rice Dairy Farm. It's so popular. And our seasonal cupcake flavors are now available. We have eggnog cupcakes and red velvet. Try them both. And another very popular item is our mini Christmas platter, which includes our eclairs, Bush de Noel slices, and red velvet cupcakes, cheesecake squares, limoncello squares, and mocha sandwich cookies. It's great for your Christmas dessert spread. The Wright's Mini Christmas Platter. And if you love cookies, we have plenty of cookies. Stop by and grab an individual package or one of our Christmas cookie trays. And here's another thing. Our famous rum balls are now available for the holiday season. And of course, <laughs> a Wright's Dairy Farm tradition. Farm fresh eggnog available right through New Year's. Our phone number if you'd like to place an order. 767-3014, our address, 200 Woonsocket Hill Road. And we're open right now at uh, Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery. And uh, now we're going to have a message from uh, one of our sponsors that we visited with uh, last night. Enjoyable dining or your favorite pickup order to go from Grumpy's Restaurant in Bellingham. Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu starting at just $5.99. And a little full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood and great Italian dishes including tasty pizzas. One of the best menus in the area. Hungry today or tonight? Well, come on in and enjoy friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. 
Call ahead for a pickup order or place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's, 190 Pulaski Boulevard in Bellingham. Grubhub delivery available. And I was uh, speaking with Brian LaHousse last night. Uh, they'll be open uh, Christmas Eve until 6 o'clock uh, at uh, Grumpy's. And then they'll uh, close for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But reminding you that Grumpy's would love you to come on in and uh, purchase our uh, gift cards for Christmas giving. And purchase them in any denomination you want. We'll make them out for you. A nice uh, Grumpy's gift certificate is a great way to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Another uh, business that uh, we enjoyed, we went uh, over there on Saturday and uh, spent some time with uh, Kathy at uh, the Honey Shop at 1300 Park Avenue. Are you searching for the perfect gift for Christmas? A lot of stocking stuffers. I could see a whole bunch of them would fit into a stocking as long as it was hung by the chimney with care. Anyway, uh, including uh, two items that I uh, enjoy and have enjoyed, hot hot pepper jelly. And also peach jalapeno jelly. A little bit spicy, but on a morning toast, it really gives you a little zip getting going. At the honey shop, we have gift boxes and baskets and hand-painted glasses and resin art, teas and salsas and sauces and all kinds of hot sauces, aged balsamics. Olive oils, jewelry, essential oils, fragrance oils, body care products, soup mixes, Hot honey, smoked honey, health products, of course, breathe, and, uh, and so much more. We are the Honey Shop on Park Avenue. And in January, we have some workshops coming up, three of them in particular. Mushroom Identification Workshop. How many times have you seen a mushroom? Can't pick it up. You don't know whether it's going to kill you or not. <laughs> anyway, um, we have a Mushroom Identification Workshop Sunday, January 9th from 11 to 1.30. What this does is it teaches you the basics of hunting for mushrooms, mushroom identification, the different species of mushrooms that are in this area, where they're grown, their habitats, look-alike mushrooms, and then easily identifiable beginner mushrooms. And in that seminar, you'll learn how to, uh, or workshop, you'll learn the cooking methods of mushrooms and how to preserve them. It's two to two and a half hours, and it's Sunday, January 9th. The following um, Sunday, it's Cooking Keto and Low-Carb Foods Workshop from 11 until 1 p.m. And you don't have to say much about this. Uh, If you know about keto and you want to learn how to cook with keto, this is the workshop to attend. It's all about low-carbohydrate foods, reducing sugar in your appetite, uh, uh, making better use of your metabolism, all that. That's a... Cooking Keto and Low Cob Workshop on Sunday, January 16th, 11 to 1. And the third workshop at the Honey Shop before we end this advertisement is Making Bagels and Making Cream Cheese. It's, uh, again, the Sunday after that, Sunday, January 23rd, 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. In this class at uh, the Honey Shop, you'll learn how to make fresh bagels and how to make cream cheese and learn the techniques. And then, the best part of all, you take the bagels home, limited to 10 persons. If uh, you'd like to um, make a reservation to join one of these workshops, 
Well, here it is, uh, the number, 401-766-1488. That's 766-1488 for The Honey Shop, 1300 Park Avenue. And for the latest information, check out our Facebook page for regular updates. Or you can listen to WNRI. And the reason uh, you can do that is that we check the Facebook page. And if there's an update of anything going on at The Honey Shop, well, we'll bring you up to date on that. All right, that's the kind of people we are. The mayor hasn't arrived yet. She's a little bit uh, late, but um, uh, when she arrives, we'll put her in front of the microphone and uh, ask her a few questions about Woonsocket City Government. And you're welcome to uh, send in yours. And the uh, email address is upfront at WNRI.com. That's upfront at WNRI.com. All right, uh, next thing we want to do is um, promote the, uh, the basket at um, Belo's Flowers. I'm asked by uh, Gene because of this uh, COVID stuff. Is, you know, people have not been quite um, as busy uh, buying these uh, tickets. And Jean uh, over at um, Belo's, she's a motivated person. She likes to break her numbers. She likes to do better than she did before. Come on in. Here's the story on The Basket. The following message is from Belo's Flowers. It's time for the 2021 Christmas Raffle Basket to be awarded on Christmas Eve of this year. There's so much in this basket. Over $1,000 worth of items from a toaster to hats and gloves that are hand-knitted and puzzles and all kinds of other things, including a stuffed animal and also a slow cooker and many more items in this basket worth $1,064.73. All proceeds, of course, go to the New Beginning Soup Kitchen. Tickets are a dollar or six for five dollars and available at Below's on Diamond Hill Road. Come on in and take a look at the basket. Remember, over 73,000 meals were served in the last five years by New Beginning Soup Kitchen. So buy your ticket as soon as possible and be eligible for the Christmas Eve drawing. Again, the Christmas raffle basket is on display at Below's Flowers on Diamond Hill Road. Merry Christmas to all from Below's. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket, still featuring Flip Flop Wines, a California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored, with amazing taste. Listen to what we have. Two bottles of Flip Flop Wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. And our newest wine edition comes from Italy. Check out the Stella Rosa Collection. It's a semi-sweet wine offered in a variety of tastes, including peach, blackberry, blueberry, watermelon, and green apple, to mention a few, and affordably priced at $11.99 or $12.99. Goes well with a wide range of appetizers, entrees, and desserts. And yes, we continue the best price in town on Bud or Bud Light, 30-pack, $26.47 plus tax. We're open daily, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. For a great selection of beer and wine and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street. Yeah, some uh, great gift ideas, especially for those who love wines. They've got a great wine selection at Champs Liquors. And on the other hand, for those who um, who love uh, their uh, their beer, uh, you know, a 24-pack or 12-pack, uh, uh, you can always refrigerate it and uh, have it for another time. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. 
Now, let's get back to panel. How you doing, Mayor? I'm great. How are you today, Roger? Excellent. Thank you for uh, joining us on this, um, I guess, uh, a couple of days before Christmas. And we're going to uh, do some, uh, you know, a little bit of Christmas stuff. Uh, we have something for the Milk Fund in a second. But um, but we uh, passed a milestone, 3,000 people dying of uh, COVID. City of Woonsocket has had its response, continues its response uh, to COVID-19. So, um well, what uh, what went through your mind, and uh, are you doing anything special as that three thousand death uh, uh, total was uh, surpassed, Mayor? It certainly it certainly makes us reflect upon how difficult of a time this has been, and we're nearing almost two years. Come March, we'll be at our two year mark, and when we think we're going in a good direction, uh, we end up finding out that. Uh, we're confronted with another challenge. The 3,000 mark is something that, like I mentioned, makes you take a step back and reflect upon uh, how many families, how many uh, friends, how many neighbors have been affected by this terrible pandemic. And the state of Rhode Island, along with the city of Woonsocket, uh, we are lowering our flags to half-staff. Uh, in memory of them and uh, to show the respect to their families. All right. And uh, as far as uh, the city of uh, Woonsocket is concerned, um, do you uh, feel uh, like a lot of mayors feel that uh, the COVID-19 response is now a statewide response and a private business response and when i and i'll explain a little bit uh, about that uh, it seems like if you want a covid 19 booster for instance and in my case uh, uh i went to thunder mist mm-hmm. and uh, got it uh one of the guys at the station uh, yesterday got it at walgreens uh uh, excuse me, Walmart. Uh, he went to Walmart and uh, he walked right in and he and he got his booster shot. And I guess you can get them at Walgreens and you can get them at CVS. And and then um, the state supplies uh, make sure that the vaccine supplies are there. So um, I'm I'm not saying that uh, I'm just saying it seems like that seems to be the pattern right now in terms of how the state is handling COVID vaccinations and clinics. Well, actually, the state had pulled back on locations where they were uh, administering the vaccinations. Uh, but right now, it has, it has done uh, a reverse on that. Uh, right now, we are in the middle of looking for a location for a testing site in Woonsocket. We're working with the state of Rhode Island. Uh, they have, I think, today on the news or last night on the news, they announced two other locations within the state that opened testing sites. We're looking to open a testing site here in the city uh, just to, you know, give that convenience. We did have one at one time, which was in the old Olympia. I think at that time, people were more inclined to be looking to get vaccinated as opposed to going to get tested. Uh, Right now, there's, I feel maybe people have become more comfortable with getting tested. Uh, They're hopeful that uh, they can play a part in not spreading the virus if they are positive and asymptomatic. So it is important that we continue to test on a regular basis. People can do home testing. But certainly, 
you know, if it's not for yourself, it's it's for potentially the older person that you may work with, live with, take care of, etc. So the state it has been extremely engaged from the onset. Uh, the city of Woonsocket has been uh, the point of contact for us has been uh, Chief Paul Shatra. He's done a phenomenal job mm-hmm. with Chief Tim Tim Walsh. They are a, a duo like any municipality would want to have. We are extremely fortunate to have them. Uh, and for those who are not aware of that, uh, I am telling you that. And Roger is shaking his head yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's so clear and yeah, evident. Yeah, It is clear. Uh, shifting gears, and we'll shift back to um, uh, other uh, topics. But uh, for the Milk Fund, you, you brought uh, something in. Every year the city does um, a beautiful uh, Christmas ornament. And this year... Uh, is it still the same company uh, that does uh, the uh, the ornament? I'm I'm not sure whether it's basically Camelot. it is the only yeah the only thing different is the tag that's on it mm-hmm. uh, was ordered from a different company because we needed to we really insisted on getting that tag mm-hmm. on there. So it is the Christmas ornament, uh, and now tell us about it and. Can you describe it? It looks like a oh, snowflake. Sure. It is a snowflake. You're good. Hey, You're I'm good. good. Yeah. <laughs> so it is a silver sparkly uh, snowflake, and it is held with a pretty blue ribbon and a tag that says 2021 Winsocket, Rhode Island. Uh, there are 50 ornaments, and uh, we were a little late to the gate uh, with getting these done. Uh, but uh, and, and I'd like to thank everybody who worked on that. We had a few people in City Hall, but actually we had a volunteer who pulled the whole thing together for us because everyone has been kind of spread in a lot of directions. Mm-hmm. And I would like to personally thank Georgette Gassi. Uh, she is um, phenomenal at everything she decides to put her hands on. And she pulled this together uh, with several folks uh, from within City Hall, including Director Plays. And I just think it's called the Marvelous Snowflake, which is this year's ornament. And I just want to read one thing. It says on the card, the snowflake has a very well-known meaning. It represents uniqueness. And this representation is a fair one. After all, no two snowflakes are the same. So, should you catch a snowflake on your fingertip when the snow is falling, it's fair to assume that this is a message from your angels that... Not only are you unique, but also that your uniqueness is something that you should appreciate. Focus on your self-esteem and value yourself on your own miraculous attributes. And then there are two quotes, one from Aristotle and one from Vesta M. Kelly. Now, where can people get these snowflake uh, ornaments for, uh, that have the city of Woonsocket uh, worked into uh, them 2021? Uh, they can get them right at City Hall. They can call... Director plays at 767-9282. They can call Susan at 767-9205. Uh, and we keep a running track of who would like them. And we can actually meet them downstairs if they want. If they don't want to make the trip mm-hmm. in the building and up. Uh, so we'll help them out. They are only $10 mm-hmm. this year. And we have 50 of them. I think we already sold 10 of them yesterday. All right. Uh, if you would uh, like to buy one, uh, we have one here in the studio. And uh, they go for $10? Yes. Right. They go for $10, and the first one who calls uh, for $10 uh, will um, be able to take it away for the milk fund. I, I, the mayor wasn't too keen on this, but I, I said, look it, uh, maybe if um, they want uh, the mayor, I would like it uh, if I, I were buying it. Uh, the mayor could sign the box, Mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt, and the date 
and uh, they would have uh, that. However, here's what uh, she didn't know. But if you want that, it's $15. No, it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) For the milk fund. And if you don't want it, it's okay. All we want to do is sell it for the milk fund. All right. Enough of that, Roger. Uh, Let's get back to uh, interviewing uh, the mayor. Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt is on with us today. Providence Journal story. Sometimes a Providence Journal uh, is a pain in the neck. Headline, after public pressure when Socket directs uh, American Rescue uh, Funds to emergency housing for the homeless. And I know this is a city council function, uh, you know, uh, and it's about the Woonsocket City Council. But I remember you at a council meeting uh, having a few things uh, to say about uh, this home, home business of homelessness. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could give us a little essay uh, again on how Woonsocket looks at, uh, at the homeless issue. Because I know that Linda Plays, the, the administra- your administration, and some of our agencies, I know everybody is tuned into this issue. So maybe you could talk a little bit about how tuned in we are and how tuned out the Providence Journal is. Well, it's not only the Providence Journal that's tuned out, Roger. It's also some of the individuals who'd like to stir up controversy within the city. And instead of putting their energy into something positive and helping, they like to stir things up. And then when the mayor or the administration or a director or a chief or the city council, like in this case, takes action, suddenly they think that they should take credit for the work that we did. Now, we're not looking for credit. We're not looking for a pat on the back. And at a council meeting recently, I indicated that I thought the idea that Jim Kanoya and Dan Gendron had about securing 10 rooms at the Woonsocket Motor Inn for a three-month period to create a home for 10 homeless individuals, I thought that that was a great idea. Instead of us being used as a pass-through to other agencies. We give a lot of money to, to agencies within the city. We have given hundreds of thousands. There has been close to, I don't know, a million and a half dollars given recently to Community Care Alliance to help with homelessness through the, the governor and through the city. So the funding is going there. This This amount of funds from our APA to help homeless for 10 rooms at the Motor Inn, I think was a great idea. Uh, It's not a unique idea. It's already being done by agencies reserving rooms. But instead of us giving the funds to the agencies to do that, the idea was to have the city of Woonsocket do it. As I indicated before, I am a very results-driven individual. I know when something won't be successful, when you have to take a step back. But I also know when something is good for the community and the constituency at large. And I think this idea is very good. Now, to I did not read the article. I did not want to be irritated yesterday by the article. I will read it when I'm in the right mindset. But, again... I lose more and more respect for that newspaper when I hear things that you're telling me and I've, I did hear chirping about this yesterday. But the reality is that 
if you are going to receive funds, you need to be a results-driven entity also. So I'm going to share a little story that very few people know about what happened yesterday. I am not going to use the name of an individual. And this is exactly what I told the council I wanted to happen with those funds. That this was the approach we would take if they passed this idea that the two councilmen had. A young man walked into City Hall yesterday and the personnel department called Director Place. Director Place went down. I'll get back to that in a minute. Eventually, we caught him before he left and I went down. We also had a firefighter who was in the building. He engaged with this individual. What happened was this individual came to City Hall. He's homeless. He's in his late 20s. He is a wonderful person. We gave him a coat, a hat, gloves, a scarf, some hand sanitizer. We gave him encouragement. And we told him he has, he has nowhere to live right now. He is not living outside. He is going from friend's house to friend's house each night. Whoever will allow him to stay on their couch. He needs help. He wants to work. He made that very clear. He wants to work. He wants to be self-sufficient. We told him that January 1st, we will have a place for him to call home for three months. His response was, I hope I don't need to be there for three months. He filled out a job application. And I told him that I was going to reach out to a manufacturing company that I also knew was looking for help. He was very excited. I told him, when you go to the Winsocket Motor Inn, that room is your home. You respect it. You take care of it. He goes to the library. He loves to read. This is a work in progress right now. We're going to make certain that he gets what he needs to succeed. That's one of the ten rooms. So this is exactly what we're looking to do. We understand not every individual who is homeless does not have other challenges but this particular person is just looking for a little help to get going and we want to play a role in making that happen and you can only do that one person at a time one person at a time yep. but going back to what you said Raja I am so sick and tired of Alex Kithis acting like when the mayor's office or the city council takes action, that's because he opens his big trap. Because that is not the case. And I really don't want to go down this path. It's Christmas. It's the holidays. It's the holidays. And there is just no getting through to this person. He just thinks if he stamps his feet and screams and yells that this administration and this council is going to react to him. My message is... That doesn't work. I won't speak for the council, but that does not work for me or my administration. What we do, we do because we believe it's the right thing to do. And you know, I spoke at that meeting and I shared my feelings. I was very respectful to everybody. But step up and help. All the controversy he causes... Why doesn't he put his energy and other people who do the same into doing something good? 
I have another uh, social service topic uh, to bring up, uh, Mayor. And um, that is uh, New Beginnings. How much, there's a private organization in a church. Uh, that's not going to be in a church anymore. Council allocates money not for finding a new location because they, they're leaving their location, but the money is uh, to uh, continue buying food and things like that. How much does a city take responsibility in helping an organization like this? Uh, or, is you know, does it stay private? I, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I think 10 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, the city would completely stay out of it. But, of course, these are different times. Well, what's your 2021 thinking on what you do about a, a, a food service uh, kitchen for the poor? My feeling on that is I think that the organization does a very good job. But... Again, this is the type of situation where we don't have a clear understanding of how many locations are serving food, distributing food, how much redundancy there is. I think you really need to drill down on situations like this. You really need to see all the different points within the city where there is food distribution. Because this redundancy costs money. It costs for staffing. It costs for product. It costs for potentially giving too much to one family or one individual while others are left out. So I think there needs to be some type of, uh, well, you need the time and you need the effort to do it. It's not something that I can, I can put my time into. I, I'm, I'm spread too thin as it is. But do I think it's good to, to help them? I do. Now, when the Dempsters ran it, I happened to be a legislator. And I got uh, Pat Dempster a $5,000 legislative grant. Mm -hmm. And she gave it back and said, when we opened this soup kitchen, we made a promise to ourselves that we would not take any funding from the city, the state, or the federal government. She said, and I truly appreciate you thinking of us, she said, but I cannot accept it. The other thing that, that we have now that people like the Dempsters didn't have is contributions. Back then, there weren't a lot of people contributing their excess food to them. Maybe a bakery uh, you know, maybe a, a, a restaurant that overcooked for a function or something like that. They relied on donations, canned good drives, and things such as that. They didn't get pallets of food. They like, did not get pallets right, of food. Like today. They did not. Mm -hmm. So I, I, think, I think it really needs to be looked at. Mm -hmm. I really do. All right. So this is um, an evolving thinking process i i uh, you on my I, part it is yeah. i'm not speaking for anyone else yeah not, well you're you're my interview today Thank so you. yeah so um uh, that's my conclusion as i listen to the answers i you know what i think she's still thinking this through i think she's still uh, gathering information uh on it and uh probably more to come on this i think there should be more let's, to come yes let's go to Warner hill plaza when you were here a couple of weeks ago um and we talked about the medical marijuana dispensary. Some people call it a uh, some kind of a, a special place. And, and anyway, a doctor gives a 
prescription to somebody and, and they can bring it to a medical marijuana dispensary center. And so we're going to get one in Woonsocket. I sense that you weren't like uh, uh, this was the most exciting economic development uh, thing that you have seen in Woonsocket. Anyway, it looked like this company went through the process. And they went to zoning or, or planning or whatever agency they went through. Went through the council. Now they're here and they're going to locate in, in the Payless store within Walnut Hill Plaza. They could have located in somewhere else in Northern Rhode Island because the it's a regional facility. It's a regional license. It, it could have been for Boroughville. could have been for North Smithfield. So are you uh, here on um, Wednesday, December 22nd, willing to uh, tell us how you really feel about it? <laughs> or you just want to say uh, welcome to Insocket? No, I'll tell you how I really feel about it. I feel that it does nothing for our city. I feel that... I remember conversations by the state and by different agencies and by different elected officials saying there needs to be some compensation to cities and towns who, you know, house these um, establishments and these businesses. And there's going to be a large licensing fee and you know, the city or town is going to get a part of it. They were talking in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, not, not, that doesn't necessarily make it right. Uh, to say, okay, well, because you're giving us money, then I'll agree to it. But when you're taking an establishment like this and putting it in a vacant store and it's bringing in no additional revenue to the city of Woonsocket, what good is it? It's not like you're saying I'm bringing in a furniture store or I'm bringing in a shoe store or I'm bringing in a restaurant or, you know. So all of a sudden it went from municipalities were going to benefit from it to, well, it fills a vacant store. Oh, yeah. Well, all well and good. But whether that vacant store is filled or not, that one, Walnut Hill Plaza owner still has to pay their taxes. To the city of Woonsocket. To the city of Woonsocket. It's good for the uh, the. Uh it's good, it's good the for shopping. the owner, yeah. right, who's from Miami. <laughs> uh -huh. And, you know, they get their rent and all well and good. And I want everyone to know if you're complaining about the condition of that plaza and the litter and the leaves. I took pictures when I was there the other day when I went into Savers looking for something. And I sent them to the owners and said, giddy up. Time to clean up. This is unacceptable. So I don't feel it brings... People in who are then going to spend, like, have expendable funds to go spend somewhere else. I don't think they're coming here for that, to go shop at Price Right or to go shop at Savers or Job Lot or Tractor Supply or Popeyes or whatever. So we could have seen another scenario. One of the other uh, people who are vying for that license, at least uh, we're going to buy a bank building. And it looked like that would have been a uh, commercial uh, taxes uh, that we could assess on that building. Is that true? Well, I, I don't know if anybody was buying a bank building, uh -huh. but there are different scenarios. Somebody's putting up a brand new structure, it's new tax revenue, something like that. It, it, even then, <clears throat> I think, I don't think, I mean, if there should have been a workshop on anything, I think it should have been on this. Mm -hmm. Well, it looks like it's uh, going to locate there anyway. Uh, would you put your earphones on? Somebody Absolutely. wants to uh, say something or ask a question or I don't know. You know, when you do a talk show, 
you if know. If I had my glasses, I could see where it says right or left. It doesn't make a difference. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, very yeah. well. As long as they fit on there, right? Okie dokie. Okie dokie. <clears throat> Press the magic button. What do you want to, to comment on? Oh, hey, yeah. Uh, just, I, Mayor, so I just kind of want to make a statement and see what your thoughts are on it, you know. Um, and I, I understand what you're saying. It's probably not a huge economic driver. It's not something that's going to have a ripple effect, you know. But I just want to kind of put this out there and just say that, in general, I think a lot of doctors and a lot of we're, we're moving, we've moved towards a patient-centric treatment now, you know. Patient-centric meaning that, you know, we have a shortage of doctors, we have a shortage of nurses, and, you know, nurse practitioners can write prescriptions and, and i feel like medical marijuana just forget about the economic impact piece of it just the general piece of it for for just treatment it's a non-invasive treatment it's organic there's not chemicals in it i just think i, I don't touch the stuff myself i'm not advocating for the use of, of non-matic I, I think marijuana is bad i think it's a gateway drug but i think for medicinal purposes for people with uh, you know a lot of different ailments we don't we could go on all day but i just think in general it's good for the city to have just a good uh, clean way for people to treat glaucoma and cancer and other stuff like that to treat the symptoms of I mean just bringing that to the table I'm talking about licensing fees as well um, you know it's medicine it's almost like taxing medicine there so I, I'm just trying to give you my part, a different perspective on it and how other people see it I don't see it as an economic driver nor should it be an economic driver this is medicine and we shouldn't I don't think we should be taxing medicine nor do I think we should be opening or looking at the economic impact when this is treatment. This is treatment for ailments. Why do we care about what the economic impact is? Okay. Just my thoughts, Mayor. I, I respect your opinion on it. I just wanted to get your thoughts. All right, thank, thank you. you. It may be a moot question that the caller is bringing up. Uh, when uh, Joseph Sakachi talks about the General Assembly in January, probably will approve retail marijuana sales. And if they do that, um, we'll probably have our own retail store right here in Woonsocket. So I guess it doesn't make any difference what the hell you think about marijuana or not. It's well, coming. I, I will just end on this. If it's for medical reasons, then the doctors should be prescribing it. And you should pick it up like a prescription. And then you have a better handle and a better understanding of what's happening. And I agree. Marijuana is very helpful to individuals who are suffering and in pain. But you shouldn't be going to a storefront to get it. All right, we're running out of time, so here are the topics. You can just pick and choose anything you want to pick on. Uh, you can talk about uh, new street lights uh, coming to Unsocket. You can talk about improvements uh, over at the police station, if you want to. <laughs> Toilets and sinks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Toilets and sinks, if you want to talk about that, you can. You can talk about security cameras. I'm all in favor of uh, that. And Mr. Uh, yeah, Mr. Oates, uh, the police chief, did a, did a great job uh, uh, explaining to the council why they're good. You can talk about public safety, stupid kids doing stupid kids things, not only at the high school, but also at Beacon. There's a... Uh, there's uh, something going on out there in the mentality of people. There's, there's four topics. Okay. Anyone or all of them. All right, I'll go quickly. So streetlights, uh, just like Santa, streetlights are coming to town. So the PRISM, uh, uh, we've contracted with PRISM. Uh, our LED uh, streetlights will be changed out to LED. So we look forward uh, to that. It is very unfortunate that we have this foolishness happening at our schools. It's very disruptive. We've had 
enough disruption in our schools uh, that this this is not funny stuff. Um, flop cameras, I am in favor of it. I do see the benefit of them. Um, certainly huge benefit when you have a, a, a missing person with potential you know dementia, when you have a child who's been abducted, when you have a hit and run, all of those things. So yes, I am in favor of the flop cameras. I also want to tell you that if you have a real Christmas tree, uh, don't forget you can put it on your sidewalk and it will be getting picked up from Monday, January 3rd to Friday, January 14th. It will be picked up on your regular trash pickup day, pending any inclement weather. We don't want any snow right now. And residents are asked that the trees are not wrapped. No plastic, no lights, no ornaments, none of that. And just kind of tuck it on the sidewalk and they'll, they'll pick it up. I also want to thank uh, Jeff Golan from the Knights of Columbus and the entire Knights of Columbus organization in this envelope, Roger. Our nice thank you notes from students uh, from a school, uh, Jeff and Susan and myself. We went to visit the school and we distributed some coats that the Knights of Columbus had and the children were so grateful. Um, they sent over a package of thank you notes and we did that at a couple of other locations also. So uh, thank you to, to Jeff Golan from the Knights of Columbus and the entire Knights of Columbus organization. Toilets and sinks at the police station, that'll be nice. Toilets and sinks, well, it's the inevitable. Uh, you hate spending money on that kind of stuff. I know, I just spent $40 for a toilet seat that comes down slowly so it doesn't bang if somebody drops it. Um, and then I had to get two of them because, of course, when one breaks, so does the other. But that was, uh, that's the way it is. Uh, I, I think that kind of money, we, we have to have a serious conversation about a public safety complex. Uh, it, it, we do have some very old buildings. They're beautiful, but I do think that we... We need to have a serious conversation on that. Buy your ornament today because City Hall's closed. No, we're open tomorrow. Oh, uh, you're we're open? We're closed. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we're uh, closed Friday, Friday. Yeah, Friday and Monday. On yeah. Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. And because Christmas is a weekend, on a weekend, we're closed on Monday. So City Hall, and that follows the library too, uh, incidentally. I got a notice on that. Uh, so the library and City Hall closed Friday and Monday. But you can buy your ornament today, today. Wednesday, or tomorrow, Thursday. Correct. Right. Correct. And also, I just want to wish everyone a, a very, very peaceful and pleasant Christmas. Um, I'm hopeful that everyone is able to see at least some family members and to spend time with them and to really count our blessings. We've seen how, how many people have been suffering in so many different areas across so many spectrums that to take the time to um, appreciate what we have each day and to be grateful for what, what we do have and who we have in our lives. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Mayor, thank you for joining us on the Upfront program. WNRI Woonsocket, Rhode Island, 9 o'clock in the morning. News is next.